Movie Dopers. I'm going to have a new nickname for everybody here to be cheeky, but that's not until we get to Booksmart, which is a little bit away. So if you want to know why the name is changing or just when you hear the name, you're like, why? Go to Booksmart for that. But I'm Brian. And I'm Brad. And today, Brad did the bravest thing a human can do. Really? I her- sacrificed myself. Heroic hero. He's getting a gold medal of honor. I don't, aren't those purple? Yeah, they're purple here. They're pink it, in the movie. It's, uh, oh, I should have gone pink. I didn't even think about that. I don't know, British. Um, he did the bravest thing, which is, do you want to, do you want to say it since it's your accomplishment, hero? I watched. Oh, why, 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 you got to appreciate it with. Oh, okay. Watched. I watched the first Kings movie. <laughs> I reacted like that because it sounded like it was a chore, but then I understood that you were like, whew, look at me after that heroic thing. Felt like a chore. Are uh, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> 20 minutes no. in, I get a text that's like, I get it. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyone who came, who's been on this podcast since the Kingsman two minute days. Uh, yay. <laughs> little cheer, hopefully. Um, all right. So if you're new here to this new 2.0 version, we're doing a little spoiler free two minutes. Given our ratings, which are shown in emojis in the title, you can see the full rating in the description. And then we're going to get into the spoilers. And uh, before we get an inch further, I just want to say I haven't seen this at least in over a month. Um, maybe <laughs> two months. You, no, two, two, three, four months, probably four months, probably. I don't even know. Uh, I don't know. The longest you've gone since the movie came out. Now, I, I did a recording of this movie and I wanted to edit it down into 30 minutes or less for YouTube. And I was going to call it uh, rewatching Kingsman, the secret service until I black out (laughs) and boy, did I black out? (laughs) I haven't done anything with that recording yet. That's something people want to see. I'll rewatch it and see what I said when I was drunk. (laughs) But uh, if you want, if you want want that hit them up on Instagram. (laughs) Oh yeah, that movies are dope. But Brad, what were what's your what's your thoughts? What's what you thinking? You've watched both, by the way. I've watched. I, I have watched one and two. Yes, which is and, and and there's a TV show too or something. No. Oh. No. So it's just one and two, and then third movie's coming out right before Christmas. The prequel, yeah, and then it'll be dead forever, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um. By the way, I've just contacted the movie theater to reserve a theater in like the second week of January or around the 10th to 12th. So feel free to fly into Chicago if you're vaccinated. Oh, Brad. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy, I, I yeah. am, but multiple hun- hundreds of dollars to see yeah. the movie for free, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is what I would have paid years ago to not, not waste all this fucking time. Not not anymore. Waiting. No, I, I've been saying it for a long time. If it dropped on iTunes tomorrow for a hundred dollars to own it, you got my money. <sighs> but, but but alas, so Steve many, Jobs doesn't want your money. 
Okay. Yep. That's where Steve Jobs went. He, uh, yeah. He, after he sold Pixar to Disney, he climbed the ranks and put on a Bill I- Bill Iger suit, Bob Iger suit, and then and he's like, oh, "This lizard skin's getting old, so let me get into another body and let and put the robot out on a book tour." Um, <laughs> I know too much. Uh, even that small amount of detail that I added to that story was more than I should know about a Disney CEO. But uh, anyway, wait, did we answer? No, okay. we, we have not even, we right. even scratched the surface. <laughs> okay. I wanted to say that he's seen both, but we're only reviewing one. So maybe that skews your view on it. Maybe, you know, some things get mixed up. I wouldn't blame you because. Um, I think I have them pretty well separated in my head. Yeah, but I've watched this like way too many times. I have the Kingsman tattoo. (laughs) I've had this on my desk, and now that it's Kingsman time, uh, Brad recognized it's a for everyone listening. It's an acrylic block that says "Looking Good, Exy, Feeling Good, Merlin." Thought it was pretty positive. Yeah, not bad. uh, All right. If actually, before I'm just kidding. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Had to do it once. This movie just went down on my scale. It's good. It's good. Hey, fuck this movie and the franchise. I hope it dies and eats shit. <laughs> I hope it makes three dollars on the opening weekend. Hey, I'm renting that room for like 195. So boom, triple digits already. If they pass that payment on to the movie theater, <laughs> which I don't think they do. All right. Um, I would say if you thought james bond needed more comedy and thought it was a little too serious but you wanted like a mature nine or ten year old to watch this movie i think that's who they made this audience for <laughs> i like that detail of the mature nine or ten year old um yeah we won't get into it but yeah there's some things that i mean it, it's a great movie i I'm, i won't bear the lead it's a great movie but Yay. um yeah, it's it's entertaining, definitely entertaining. But it's just some things in the movie that I just was like shook my head at the first time I watched it and just had to like, <sighs> okay, I'll just accept oh, this. No, and move on. oh no, I'm I'm thinking of a. I have in mind the most for no spoilers the most mind blowing sequence, and I'm wow. so afraid that that's what you hate, and I don't want to know until the very very last minute so my heart doesn't break but uh the to speak on the tone like you just did it it kind of reminds me since daniel craig has talked about this what the vibe casino royale could have had if austin powers didn't exist oh yeah i I don't i I don't know i was really scared of where you're going with that (laughs) well i would love i'd love for you to expound ted lasso on that in just a second, but he, he said to explain what I meant by that, he said that uh, because of the cheekiness and like goofiness of um, Austin powers, they kind of went a l- even more serious with casino Royale to separate themselves from that. Um, so I I could totally see it being within the realm of possibility. Maybe not the you know, uh, what is it? Matthew Vaughn 
flourishes, let's say. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the vibe I could see being a lot closer to this if they hadn't felt, I'm just going to say it, felt so insecure about being closer to uh, Austin Powers in tone like i i would i would say that i would say that it's definitely definitely closer to the austin powers or the roger moore bonds than it is to daniel craig or any other like uh man from uncle or anything like that any of the newer age spy movies interestingly enough though this movie and the comic book franchise that was the comic book that was developed alongside it would not exist if not for casino royale because Mark Miller and who is the comic book creator of Kick-Ass, Wanted, and uh, Kingsman uh, having dinner with Matthew Vaughn. I forget who mentioned it, but they talked about, is it weird that the origin story for Bond Casino Rail wasn't actually an origin story? so that's literally part of of one (laughs) i mean i think we've mentioned this somewhere maybe in the upcoming minutes on bond but like yeah there was no training sequence or you know recruitment or it was like okay so this is the end of your origin story in black and white gotcha cool 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 cool. um and then we kind of do a little bit more origin story with skyfall but not like a real origin story. We go, yeah. we go back to his past. We find out who his brother is, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, anything else you'd like to say about this in the non-spoiler section? Uh, don't fact check us on two minutes ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's, that's probably going to become a t-shirt eventually if this <laughs> goes off. Uh, all right, sir. What's your rating for this movie? Making a heart emoji to see if it gets broken. <laughs> Feel like you're baiting me with that sigh. Uh, yes, I would say <laughs> I would say we're going to sprinkle a little bit of Molly Ooh, oh no. on, to- on top of a mushroom. Ooh, okay. All right. I like it. I would say this movie is very underrated and should get more attention especially especially in this kind of niche of Um, the spy comedy action movie man i i I regret making the needle poison even though it's very accurate i believe for drug terms because i if i had to express it i'd be like it's a mushroom with molly just injected in or a super filtered molly so that the bad parts aren't there and then just <laughs> or like if there was a cocaine thing like if, we had, if that was on the list it'd be like no this is definitely a mushroom that just snorted a whole bunch of coke just dove head first into a pool of cocaine and sniffed its way out <laughs> but I, i'm just gonna put two mushrooms for myself <laughs> uh and yeah i mean anyone who watches the video version of this uh all, my, the whole left side of my room nearly is kingsman <laughs> and mine is harry potter <laughs> uh, i see that kingsman uh tinted light yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Got him. 
<laughs> oh wait, it's it's the right side from people's perspective. Oh. It's my left. <laughs> it's all it's all directional to me. Um, it's someone's left uh, in China. I don't know. I was trying to take that. Uh, it's two o'clock somewhere in the world and turn it into a. Never mind. Nope. Missed. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm so scared what your rating is going to be for the sequel, though, because there's a lot of people who hate it. Um, but we won't mention it here. We'll okay. just keep keep okay. my anxiety okay. a little nervous. Yeah, we'll keep it up there. Keep it so, floating around a seven or an eight. So before we get into spoilers, would you prefer, since you said Molly sprinkled on mushroom, for it to be the Molly symbol with a Y and then the mushroom or mushroom Y? Molly. Uh mushroom why Molly. Okay. I'm gonna put mine mushroom why mushroom. This is just <laughs> gonna be confusing. <laughs> I'm so fucking happy. Okay. Just to just to explain my elation. If you haven't listened to all of them, there's so many movies that are kind of fucked in the head. Like I think this one qualifies as. Maybe it's a little more polished, maybe it's a little more refined. You know, in the glossiness than than tag or stretched stretch. Those are like dirtier movies in spirit. Like they'll they'll go and do a triathlon or a whatever, you know, where you run through mud and and this one will just be like, I've got a gadget for that. <laughs> <laughs> and my Oxfords are spotless. Um but not it would not a, yeah. It, <laughs> uh and, you know, I felt less nervous probably because you were like, I get it. But yeah. I would not have been surprised if you were like, especially when you start with Molly, fuck. I was like, no, that means it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I no, just, just, no, it just means crazy. <laughs> <laughs> filtered Molly. I might put a water emoji right before the Molly. <laughs> filtered Molly. It's been filtered, filtered. more times. Um, Brita, 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 it went through the Brita filter a couple times. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have been surprised if you had been like, it's a joint. I'd be like, oh, all right, um, that's not bad. Like, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't like it nearly as much as you do. It's, it's definitely fun. <laughs> no tattoos on your body. No tattoos. I'm not, putting up, I'm not hanging up posters. <laughs> my tesla truck isn't doesn't gonna have sticker bumper stickers of uh, kingsman on it but because the stainless steel or whatever the fuck kind of steel yeah. it is it wouldn't stick adhesive yeah. with i don't know i don't know yeah. science and then it tried to break the glass and it just shattered <laughs> <laughs> just the sticker it was a kingsman gadget sticker yes <laughs> all right this is the final warning if you want the video version Get it down below if you want to buy it. There's a, or watch it. There's links down below. Uh, I have like three different Blu-ray sets, <laughs> digital everywhere. Um, but this is the spoilers. That's where the links are. If you want me to post the ten minute or the not the ten minute the till I black out, tell me. I'm and I'll do it. I'm Ron Burgundy. And this is spoilers, so get the fuck out, San Diego.
<laughs> he just ended it with like a question. It was like, if you want me to post it, I will. Oh, so I, I, was like, forget. I was literally going to ask you to explain that. I was like, I know this is a reference, but it's not clicking. Yeah, uh, I should have put this before spoilers, but I have had three normal monster energy drinks today. The last of which was at three and an hour ago. I went, Mm, that was 646. So it's again tapeworm. If I was losing weight, I genuinely believe it would be a tapeworm. <laughs> That's crazy. Or losing weight when I pig out. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Which does could you imagine could you imagine the world if you if you like ate a ton of food, like a crap ton of sweets and everything, and all of a sudden you just lost weight? It'd be sweet. Like Easter You're time would so, be amazing. So get the, luck. get the Reese's eggs. So lucky that you didn't say a tapeworm would be sweet before spoilers. No. That would be cancellation in this, and for some people, can uh, cancel worthy. He said having a tapeworm would be cool. Canceled. <laughs> he, probably thought this, King, he thought Kingsman was cool. Canceled. Uh, probably the same people who keep going after Matthew Vaughn's throat as much as they would Kevin Spacey's for these movies. <sighs> what? Why? Uh, now that we're on spoiler, why? Like, yeah, I mean, f- I understand uh, there's some there's some there's some choices that I probably would have changed, um, but I mean, why? I don't I don't understand. I don't see that much wrong with it. So I'll get into it again. I actually mentioned this, I think, on Hawkeye episode four review. It came up naturally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're saying Kingsman doesn't like go into all of your podcasts, including James Bond and I Love You 3000. That's crazy. Never heard that before. Yeah, I cleared my throat to make that joke, but I'm pretty sure it actually did come up. Now. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to talk about Hawkeye and be like, you know what? Hawkeye reminds me of Kingsman. <laughs> Um, but after the first one, people were like, she said, we can do it in the asshole. Sexist. And my, my thought afterwards was two things. One, uh, you know, he said, well, in like almost every bond movie, when Bond's sleeping with somebody, some third person says like, I don't know what they say because I haven't seen all of them, but like they make an innuendo. That means he's getting his dick wet, essentially. (laughs) This is not the terminology Matthew Vaughn used. And I figured we'd put it in the woman's hands, give her agency. And, you know, she's it's less about someone watching or commenting on the fact that he's won his prize, the bond, you know, surrogate in this movie. And she, she let offers, her she, let she offers the prize yeah if anything i would have expected i i would find it more legitimate if they were like why the fuck did eggsy say i'll let you out if i get a kiss from a princess that's weird he's never struck me as that kind of guy whose first response would be like what do i get out of it yeah you know <laughs> but that and uh i'll explain more for the second movie when we do the second movie uh but like if you remember a couple years ago or something, there was this actor who put on Twitter or TikTok or something like, make sure your Zoom calls muted. And it was some British director who came out and apologized later, but he didn't like name who it was, uh, the actor who leaked it. And you just heard the director talking to the casting agent saying, ah, it's just so depressing seeing these like actors in these four by four white rooms like this is where they live like what and he has a british accent 
that sounds very close to Matthew Vaughn. Um, and then someone, uh, oh, the woman from Mad Men who is in X-Men First Class, she responded and said, uh, hey, DM me who this director is because I never want to work with him. And someone just responded to that and was like, uh, well, she definitely meant Matthew Vaughn because she worked with him. Fuck Matthew Vaughn. And then somebody else was like, no, it's and they either guessed the right person or like, it's this person. And whoever tweeted that response saying, fuck Matthew Vaughn was like, well, Matthew Vaughn's still fuck sexist. Fuck him. And uh, there's a little more nuance to it in the second movie that we'll get to. Uh, but who says we're going to do the second movie? Come on. Stop teasing everybody. We're, we're going to do the second movie next week because <laughs> the King's man <laughs> is coming out. And if, look, this, no on. one's going to come to this podcast as or increase the listener numbers for Kingsman as much as they increase the listener numbers on Bond Minute Bond when No Time to Die came out. But this is like there's never going to be another Kingsman movie. I've I've emotionally come to terms with that. This is the last time if we're ever going to do this for quote unquote SEO purposes is now. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it gets delayed again. And well, uh, I'm did, getting really pissed at IMDb because I just looked up X-Men first class and there's like a f- fake result as the first one. I'm st- oh I did watch this. I did watch this movie because I saw the trailer again for the King's man. Oh. And um, I mean, it looked, it looked really good. So I was like, yeah, okay. I'll stop watching this crappy rogue one movie. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if Ryan listens to it. January Jones. That's who it was. Who, who was the actress okay um, um but i figured yeah i'll stop watching this crappy really good looking but plot hole filled movie of rogue one and i'll watch the the kingsman yeah so uh, that's that's where i'm at that's where that's how i got here oh but uh <laughs> well i love that <laughs> but uh okay so this is my the second thing that was a flaw with the with it for me was that you can see it on the special features of the first movie. I don't blame people for not knowing it, but I'll get to the point whether you know this detail or not. Um, he he says, Matthew Vaughn says that he doesn't know what a Matthew Vaughn only script would look like. It would probably be unfilmable because his co-writer, Jane Goldman, who's been co-writing with him on X-Men First Class, Kick-Ass, I'm pretty sure Stardust, you know, all these movies, she did not co-write on The Kingsman. So the 50-50 of those early reviews that are like, this is shit or this is great. I'm like, well, knowing me, <laughs> I might love it or I might hate it. Uh, this will be the first test to see what, I mean, someone else co-wrote with him, but still. He's like, I don't know what it would look like. It would probably be horrible. But when I pitch something to her, there's one of two reactions. She either starts giggling maniacally or she's like no mm-mm, no we're not doing that and you know you could guess maybe this is bullshit and you know he's just lying and he's some douchebag director who like if she said no he'd be like 
fuck you. I'm Michael Bay, bitch. You do what Michael Bay says or you get the fuck out. That's how I imagine Michael Bay talks to everyone. Um, and then as soon as he points, like, poof, an explosion yeah, happens. Yeah, explosion right there. Uh, and make it look like sparklers. But, <laughs> but it seemed genuine. And Jane Goldman talks about him like a, she talks about a long-term friend in interviews. It really seems genuine. So for me, I'm like, she has final say. So either what what just happened? Bethany's watching the movie and I know where she's at because I can hear the music and it's the heads exploding and she's laughing. <laughs> yes. Um but all right, TLDR basically either you're not mentioning the female co-writer because you feel like it undercuts your argument and you're just excluding her from criticism because she's a woman which is kind of sexist or uh (laughs) i'm just gonna stop recording because i got really thrown off by you leaving okay (laughs) sorry everybody the the cat came in and the door opened up and all i could hear is the the movie oh gotcha okay i don't want to i don't want to because she's having a good time out there i got you um okay basically i i was like either you admit that it's not sexist and that's why you're only focusing on the guy or you include jane goldman in the criticism because women can be sexist in a patriarchal society there are women who can buy into it or believe it and they can be sexist unintentionally just because they think this is how the world works and that's how they're raised i mean look i want to run for republican president one day because i i would like (laughs) to just call everybody on both sides of the aisle out for some bullshit but the poster trump for president proves women can be sexist every woman who says grab her by the pussy is just locker room talk this sexism from a woman against women <laughs> so i i've just always had a problem with that argument one because i don't think it's accurate but that's fungible that that's a gray area but mainly because why do you keep excluding the woman who has veto power <laughs> on the movie why do you talk about it being sexist against women? I would have no problem with it if every time, if that person who responded to the, wow, I've gotten on my podium for a long time. If, if that woman had been like, sounds like Matthew Vaughn with Jane Goldman right next to him, fuck him. And they'd be like, it's not Matthew Vaughn. Well, Matthew Vaughn and Jane Goldman are still sexist. I'd be like, at least you're, at least it makes sense. At least it makes sense. All right. God bless. I'm an atheist, but God bless. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll I'll go into details later in the review for Kingsman 2. I won't start out with a big nauseating the <sighs> anyway. <laughs> but like okay, back to the movie. <laughs> and it's just like I don't even want to touch that. That was nope. weird. 
Um, <laughs> I'm good. I'm gonna run for president one day. I don't want. I don't want this to be weird. <laughs> hey, let's both run for president this next time. We're both gonna be 35 by election yeah. day, probably. Yeah, it should be. I'll be red. Do you want to be blue? <laughs> I'll be blue. I'm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> We'll, we'll do it i just love we'll, the resignation yeah, uh, yeah whatever. whatever we're both wearing blue shirts or blue-ish shirts yeah, it's kind of funny anyway so the the first the first part of this movie when like they're kind of setting up everything and it's the big action scenes like the first thing that really got me was when the dude got sliced in half I think I sent you. A, I think I sent you a message like within the first like yep. twenty minutes. Like, dude, just gets sliced in half. It's like the, the long the, way. The beautiful boy from uh, Coupling, which is the first place I ever saw him from, and Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. Yep. I didn't. I didn't recognize him, but now that now that you said, that, I definitely do. Yeah. Um. So that was, and then like Matthew McConaughey, or not Matthew McConaughey. Whew. Kept saying Matthew Vaughn. No, that's exactly who I'm talking about. Matthew McConaughey. He right before he fell down into two pieces, he said, All right. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) And then you have like Samuel L. Jackson like step in right behind him. I was I didn't really look that hard at the the like the screenshot where it shows you like the movie you're gonna select. Um, the cover art. So I didn't really look at that that hard. I just yes. kind of glanced at it. It was like, okay, moving on. Fuck yeah. So, so when Matthew or so when Samuel L. Jackson came in, I was like, what the <laughs> shit? After like, Mark Hamill. Yeah, after Mark Hamill. Yeah. I'm like, what is this nonsense? Dude, we should roast Ryan on the Discord for not having seen it when it's got two legends from the Star Wars universe. Yeah, purple lightsaber <laughs> and the one guy that's that the, that the movie's all about or something. I don't know. The, the other guy who's like yeah, you know I don't think it's controversial to say that the Jar Jar Binks from the original trilogy yeah hey that's um, Colonel Jar Jar okay I'm kidding take the sniper shot take the sniper dot <laughs> off my forehead <laughs> Luke Skywalker Mark Hamill who has liked multiple of my tweets and I, oh Actually, this is pretty good because I got the uh, the Suicide Squad on digital today. I have a hashtag rehire James Gunn and uh, tattoo, and someone was responding to either James Gunn or Mark Hamill after James Gunn got fired off Guardians 3. And someone was like, but why is it okay? And I just responded. I was like, well, I mean, one, these tweets were like from a decade ago when he was working at Trauma. Two, the most egregious tweet from this whole situation that people keep keep mentioning, which is is him saying that he just came so hard watching a video called uh, "12-Year-Old Girls Choir Sings About uh, Orgasm or Masturbation," was a Rick roll. <laughs> it's literally a Rick roll, which we've all fucking done. But if we lived in the Rick roll era, we all shared on Facebook or somewhere. Oh my God, you can't believe this. Like, this was awesome. And it was just a Rickroll. It was clickbait 1000%. And he's just comes in and is like, 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 Mark Hamilton. And I'm, I just felt, I felt like a hero that day. Not as much a hero as Brad. 
but <laughs> I was only, like, only on Days End and Y. Sorry, bud. I was like, fuck yeah, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> also strong. I'm so glad there's so little uh, fat in my arms. The only place on my body because I can fake having muscles for three seconds. Not even yeah. kidding. My arms feel a little tired right now after <laughs> just that. If you ever don't feel big enough in a room, you know, just go into a corner, crouch real low, and then extend yourself real high and, and growl. <laughs> I was so confused what the fuck you were doing. <laughs> Another Ted Lasso reference. Ted Lasso. Yep. <laughs> Jesus so, Christ. So can we get to the, the, the end here again? <laughs> the end okay, of the... Okay. Let, let's 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 go halfway. I'll meet you halfway. Instead of the end, we'll go towards the middle. Like when they're doing their training oh. and stuff like that. Okay. Man, some of the things that they put them through, like um, the parachute, like telling one of them that they don't have a one of them doesn't have a parachute. That that would be crazy. Like just to be dropped out of a plane. Oh, hey, by the way, uh, this challenge wasn't that this, this challenge wasn't that hard. Let's. Uh, Hey, one of you guys don't have a parachute. Let's call it a day, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then he was like, well, if you don't open your parachute and you land inside the K, at least you know we'll be scraping you up and we'll be proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a... Uh, I'll tell you, that was so fun to watch on the first time. And then mm-hmm. the whole, all the training sequence is having rewatched it so many times is the reason I say that I prefer Kingsman too. Cause I don't know. It's just, it doesn't grow old, but it grows old. <laughs> you know, there's, there's only going to be like three times that you're going to watch them falling out and you'll be like, <gasps> all the other times like, yeah, they chose great music for this moment. That's great. <laughs> That's great music. Wait, why when the second person pulls their shoot, don't they go back to the original plan where everyone doubles up? Yeah, everybody why? plays off. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh, and fun fact, the loose snorkels that they do, that the, the toilet bowl. Oh, yeah. Uh, when they put the shower heads or mm-hmm. the shower head tubes for anyone listening in the toilet bowls and start breathing air underwater. Uh, don't try that in real life because it only works with gas. And if you're in a room with, if you need a refresher of how toilets work, it flushes because there's the bend in a toilet uh, in the pipe. And uh, the waste goes down because the strategy is overflowing the toilet almost or like putting too much water in and then gravity works to push the water and waste over that S bend or whatever it's called. The U bend of a trap. It's called a P trap. You're welcome. Okay. That's a, that's, I, uh, I prefer the British terminology for it that Merlin uses, but, uh, what, what what it's meant for is like if you drop something in there like a ring or something like that it gets stuck in the in that bend like in a sink so it's it's called a p-trap you're welcome okay <laughs> but also like if you're in a room full of water it'll just constantly be flushing you'll never be able to get to that oxygen um 
where you can breathe the pooey air. Because, <laughs> you know, normally the, I almost said the ass end of that bend is just air. And it's just a little, yeah, everyone can Google how toilet works, how a toilet works. Basically, in a, if you're in a room full of water, it won't work. That's, that's, that's the least realistic version of the uh, thing in this movie. Shocking. But, but come on, it's simple physics. Stop it. <laughs> oh, stop introducing Mer- simple physics into a yeah. Kingsman movie. Oh, no, no. That's what Merlin says. Merlin's like, it's simple physics. <laughs> yeah. It would, it would be simple physics if it was gas. Uh, but yeah, I'm just don't want anyone having watched the Kingsman movie doing uh, things. using that to survive. Another thing along those lines is anyone who watched Batman Begins when Ra's al Ghul uh, tells Bruce or uh, whatever, Liam Neeson tells Bruce to stop rubbing his chest and rub his, or uh, stop rubbing his arms, rub his chest and his limbs will take care of themselves. That's also not true. <laughs> but that was intentional. He wanted Ra's al Ghul, like for anyone who knew, to, to be able to spot like, no, that's horrible advice. Like he wanted to have him give bad advice to show that he's a fraud in a way. Hmm. So don't, rub your fingers if you're freezing they'll fall off they won't take care of themselves they'll frostbite they will take care of themselves right under the ground (laughs) yeah they'll lose they'll fall off your body so that you can survive as a stump (laughs) (laughs) Um, in the tundra but yeah um you're leading this because i haven't watched this recently yeah um the ending scene, I thought was kind of a little silly. I thought you, the you didn't the, like the mind blowing sequence. The mind blowing sequence. Well, it was it was fine. I I understand why they did it. I mean, that would be a lot of blood and guts to to introduce to a movie like this. Um, but come on, you 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 did like the guy getting sliced in half. Did all the guys getting stabbed? Oh, oh like, to why be- why do the fireworks? As someone who knows, who is way too invested in Matthew Vaughn and Jane Goldson's career, I can tell you there's there's absolutely no chance that that was to avoid an NC-17. I, I, that was for I don't, fun. I don't even know what this was rated off the top of my head. R, R, R. We see butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah. And they say asshole and fuck. But, if you say fuck twice in a movie, it's R-rated. Um, that's, that's crazy because you know all the Bond movies... Is it all the Bond movies? I think it's I think it's all of my rated PG thirteen. Yeah. Um yeah, the uh language and sex will get you an R rating a lot faster than violence. That's in, crazy. in America. That's crazy. Um but no, that was one thousand percent a stylistic choice. If have you seen Kick Ass? Yes. Yeah. Same the first direct, one. I haven't seen the second one. That's fine. Same director and writer team. I mean, you could kind of see a connection in tone. Uh, yeah, there's they they did not do the colorful speed racer mind blowing sequence to avoid a bad rating. They did that in uh, Stardust. They had green blood instead of red blood because it was a it was an adult fantasy movie, so they could get away with it. Yeah, well, they wanted yes, they could get away with it, but also they didn't. They weren't going into a fairy tale, adult fairy tale. Sorry, 
uh, saying, let's do Snyder. <laughs> you know? um, but I fucking love it, especially the music. Just, whew. yeah, the, the music, if it's, it works with it, it just, for me, the stylistic change of, you know, having everybody explode versus having fireworks go off is just, mm, you just, should have just did it. Should have just owned it. Yeah. I mean, I, it, doesn't, I mean, it doesn't take anything away for me. It's just a stylistic choice, just like the, the action sequence of all being like center focused mm-hmm. um, was a stylistic choice. So just, uh, it is what it is. I'll I'm, say I'm okay, I'm okay with it, but it's just weird. I'll say it actually added something for me. Cause you know, I, I just see this as like a, a playful, like a guardians of the galaxy R rated vibe. You know, it's just wild and crazy. And having this movie, I know how brutal the the uh, Kentucky church sequence was, but having this movie end with a Quentin Tarantino splatter, blood splatter, <laughs> I I would have been taken out. Much like the colorfulness of the heads exploding took you out of it, I would have been like, fuck, no, yeah, I, I know we've been kind of brutal, but I didn't. I did not need gallons of blood. What the fuck are we? I I don't want this. Well, what is this? Is this Carrie? Is this the Shining? I ah. Uh, I, mean, I guess it, it, it does. <laughs> it does tie in a little bit because Samuel Jackson's character doesn't like the sight of blood, so it kind of ties in a little bit too. Oh whoa! I literally never one fucking second considered that. You literally just blew my mind. I don't know how long we're into this, but I hope I get a screenshot of that. (laughs) Like, remind me if I don't put it. I need to put these on Instagram anyway, but that fucking, I can't, I cannot, like, shout out to McCoy Klutz who might listen to this, but he told me, so I'll point it out in the next one. He told me something that he noticed while I was doing the Kingsman two minutes that also blew my mind. I was like, oh, shit. And like my obsession is unhealthy. If, <laughs> if this movie's message was be a piece of shit, take what you want, it would be unhealthy. The movie's message is uh, true nobility is being superior to your former self, not superior to your fellow man. But also sometimes evil bitches need to get their head blown off. <laughs> or, um, or, or stabbed in the back. Yeah. So that's a great message, <laughs> but I, you genuinely fucking blew my mind right now. You, you much like those people's minds were blown. Ooh, boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> much like those people's brains were boomed. <laughs> no, but uh, all, all, all of mix over one. What'd you say? All but all but one. Oh yeah. Um, spoilers <laughs> for two. I'm just kidding. Uh, damn, that's so fucking cool. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna just turn this into like every other review is another person watching Kingsman, so every single person can just add one little nugget that I've never considered. It would be worth my time two hours each podcast for one little nugget. I'm step on up. <laughs> you could be next. <laughs> Um so cool. Matthew 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 Vaughn also 
backed out of X-Men Days of Futures Past to film this movie, which I thought was kind of weird. Well, no. Uh, okay, so here's why. He said that uh, while he was developing X-Men Days of Future Past, he heard that there were five other pitches going around, almost a carbon copy pitch of Kingsman, like spy recruits family member like that's that was the comic book uh eggsy was harry's nephew okay this is different um obviously uh and that was going around and they were like he was really invested in doing this movie and if any of those pitches got bought flush that would have been a toilet flush on the whole whole chance you couldn't you couldn't do it twice yeah so he especially for a niche r-rated movie or you know a lower budget these days r-rated movie um, we'll we'll get to that too yeah i'm sure you know i'm sure you know both of those but we'll get to those too uh but so he said that he expected them to like push back days of future past let someone else direct a movie that's like less expansive of a story and he'll come back to do days of future past but they decided to do something different and the box office speaks for itself um considering my feelings about days of future past i may be inserting my own uh, reading between the lines but my guess is he was like oh well not as good as I would have done it, but okay. You know, okay. Fair enough. You got a billion dollars, so yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to come out swinging. <laughs> <laughs> um, and plus, I mean, like, yeah, I would have liked for him to continue doing the X Men movies instead of uh, Brian Blinger. Fuck that guy. Um, I I intentionally miss his name. <laughs> uh but uh fuck it i i would much rather have these movies than you know uh a matthew vaughn days of future past oh and he also he actually in that he said that they could uh they could recast wolverine in that <laughs> random other movie before his days of future past or maybe four days of future past which uh, then would have, we could have lost Logan. So, from being in our lives. So, I think it's a net positive. <laughs> I don't think Days of Future Past is a horrible movie, but I don't think it's better than First Class, personally. But, I don't know. I don't know either. I've never seen it. Oh. I, I just had seen seen things about it. So, have you seen First Class? Uh, yes, like one time. Yeah, that could use like one more rewrite just to develop a, a couple characters a little more. But I, oh man, yeah. If you want to see a PG thirteen, uh, Matthew Vaughn film that's not Stardust, <laughs> watch X Men: Days of Future Past. It's fun. Or no, 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 not no, 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 no first class in it. But so you know how they got Samuel L. Jackson on this? That wow. he he, want, he he wanted to be in a Bond franchise, so he figured that this would be close enough to, if he became a villain, it could be close enough to being in a Bond franchise. 
I don't, I don't understand. Um, I don't understand the broccolis. <laughs> Robert, Robert Broccoli. Bob, Bob is as we affectionately know him. Oh, we're, we're the, buddies. Nice. <laughs> um, all right. Sorry. My, uh, I've been having trouble with my external monitor and it's freaking me out. So I'm moving this. I don't know what's going on. Um, anyway, I know that joke comes from like after quantum of solace when they're like, what will we do? I'm like, just fucking hire Christopher. Uh, oh, who did the, Walker. who did te- <laughs> no tenant? Oh, who did tenant? I'm genuinely uh, asking I don't who, know. who did the dark Knight? Chris, oh, Christopher Nolan. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know where we're going with this. No, I was. Yeah, I just felt foolish because two fucking brain farts on Christopher Nolan. Uh, Robert, I, Robert Patterson. Wait, what? <laughs> back, back when I still had faith in Christopher Nolan, and didn't think that he's gotten you know a little too obnoxious. Um, just a smidge. Just a smidge. He could use, you know, he could listen to his director friends when they yell at him about his sound mixing. Or, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> um, but I was just like, what do you mean you don't know what you should do next? Get Christopher Nolan, make a billion dollars, and keep going. <laughs> they never did that. And, uh, <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Get Samuel Jackson in Quantum of Solace. You did. You yeah, just do just do that. Replace Green, John Green. But you know Dominic. that Dominic Green, whatever. Sorry, uh, I don't mean to be so <sighs> disrespectful, but like you know the this direct. Movie, this movie, this movie is crap. This is going down my list as you make fun of Bob. This movie is going down my list. Me making fun of Quantum of yep. Solace triggered you. This, this, oh, we're not. We're down to a joint. Ooh, I, th- I don't know. I, th- I thought but you said you this, didn't like poison. I thought I was defending Quantum of Solace when we talked about it. <laughs> I thought you said you didn't like that one. No, I like I like Quantum Solace. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. But uh, I mean, I want to no. trust. I, I wouldn't not, have. I'm not arguing that you can't change Dominic Green and make him anybody else, <laughs> and make him actually relevant. Um, but that's fine. I, I will say I don't think I would trust Samuel Jackson in that director's hands because the the actor was even who played Dominic Green was like, yeah. So what? Can I like shave my head or something or like look more like a Bond villain? He's like, no, don't do anything. So what he was left with was trying to keep his eyes open as big as possible, <laughs> which you have more experience than me, but in terms of iconic, I, the iconic nature of a villain. Keeping your eyes open wide is not one of those traits. <laughs> is that, is that top 50% of bond villains right there or no. bottom 50? That's bottom, that's bottom 50. I'm just like, this guy, he's never done action. He, you know, he, he, uh, he is kind of, you know, ripping off the Bourne movies as his main guiding light. He's not really the shaky cam. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's not really understanding what makes Bond, you know, as Chip. a franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Samuel Jackson. I mean, Brie Larson made a movie. She directed a movie that she was in with Samuel Jackson in it before she ever joined the Marvel Cinematic Universe called like the Unicorn Store or something like that. And she said in interviews that Samuel Jackson would know more about his character and the script than she would because he is so fucking meticulous. And I'll bring it back to this movie, which is that the lisp was not Matthew Vaughn's idea. No, it was not. At all. Yeah. He was a, uh, do you, was, uh, it's, I, I, it sounds like you had this bullet in your chamber. So would yeah. you like to say it since well, you did I the was, work? I was really confused because at first I didn't notice it. Mm-hmm. And then as the movie progressed, I'm like, wait, this is a, does he have a lisp? And I'm in my head. I'm thinking like, wait, did Samuel L. Jackson always have a lisp or was it just me? I mean, he, I, he so used I, to I have really, a stutter yes, or something be- like that. Before he started acting, he had a lisp yeah. and he overcame it. But then, so he he started doing it for this. Matthew Vaughn yeah, didn't like it. And then he explained, you know, as part of the reason for being villainous was yeah. him having a lisp. Yeah. Uh, from what I heard, like Matthew Vaughn wasn't completely against it. He was more confused. He was like, uh, so what's, uh, what's up with the lisp? And Samuel Jackson was like, yeah, this is a guy who grew up with a lisp, got bullied, decided he was going to dedicate his life to being so successful that no one would fucking dare say something about his lisp to his face ever again. And that, you know, as soon as Matthew Vaughn heard that, how that, you know, factors into his uh, inferiority complex, let's say, you know, and his underlying like truly it's just an underlying resentment for the human race because of how he was treated as a child. It all worked into it. And he was like, fuck yeah. Like that, that works. Great idea. Um, it, it makes it different. I mean, it definitely adds to him. It doesn't take it away. Sure. I mean, it just made me, it just made me curious. Cause I was like, wait, has he always had that list? But I've just never noticed. <laughs> um, yeah. is, it, is this me? <laughs> <laughs> and to quickly touch on Quantum of Solace, I could totally imagine like him coming up with something brilliant for Dominic Green and then the director being like, yeah, but fuck that. I didn't say that you should do that, so stop fucking doing it. <laughs> yeah, you, you pro- he probably couldn't do it in that movie because the other guy, I'm drawing a blank on what his name was, uh, he was uh, one, of the dub- uh, one of the other double O's. Oh, um, yeah. I, had, a, had a lisp or had a, a speaking um yeah uh, function i'm not really sure i don't remember how to word it but i wouldn't guess that he'd come with the same idea in the bond film but whatever good idea samuel jackson had i don't trust the director to have trusted him well maybe 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 sam jackson's uh big dick energy is enough to sway anybody (laughs) which is not outside the realm of possibility but you know I I trust my directors based on you know their track record. That's why when I heard that he was going to direct World War Z, I was like, oh, I got I'm not having any uh, any hope, any hope for this one. I'm not going to get excited. Uh, we'll see what people say. And to, admittedly, he definitely improved in the action sequences, but yeah, it was fun. 
Yeah. Why? Why Mark Hamill? Oh, because in the comic book, uh, originally the death sequence was actually no. This is just a fun fact. The death sequence was actually a wedding, uh, and they changed it to a, a bunch of Kentucky racists so that you know they could hedge their bets that the audience wouldn't give a shit that those people were dying. You oh, know, because nice. a, a, a wedding is more gruesome and all that. Yeah. But, uh, and, but and Game of Thrones would come to do that years later. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Mark Hamill, because in the comic book. Uh, much like Poppy, spoilers for two, kidnaps Elton John. And um, in this movie, they're kidnapping famous people, some actors, some dignitaries. Uh, Mark Hamill was kidnapped in the comic book. Um, and I believe he ends up being gruesomely uh, and unintentionally killed while like they, they're on snow speeders or whatever they're called in real life and not star wars um yeah, you know what i mean the yep. jet, like they're trying to kidnap him on those and they accidentally jet they, skis for snow <laughs> you're fucking with me but i yes. genuinely don't remember um and they they actually get away with it they get away with him and then accidentally uh like fall off a cliff and mark hamill Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill dies in the comic book. And in this one, uh, Mark Matthew Vaughn decided to make him more integral to the plot and not just an act, a famous actor. Fun fact, though, he invited Elton John to be in this movie as one of the people who are kidnapped. And Elton John said no. And then after he saw the movie, he's like, you can do whatever the fuck you want with me for the second one uh spoilers for the second one but man he says some really i when i think of elton john i don't think of him cussing (laughs) what the fuck have you done with me (laughs) yeah fuck you you fucking bitch get the fuck out of my room uh fun fact uh one of the things on the special features in the second one was uh matthew vaughn said he really respected elton john because of a documentary that showed him like having fits or like complaining being a bit of a diva behind the scenes and he respected the fact that he was okay releasing that into the world um so if you see that documentary you might see some real life uh elton john swearing <laughs> um so do you think this movie needed uh, and we and this kind of goes back to absolutely mm-hmm. my theory on you know More butts and seats yes okay all right. What's your question? <laughs> and then after that, I'll tell you what movie this released up against in theaters. Ooh, I already know that one. Um, okay. Because <laughs> because that movie, I if you were to put those two movies up side by side, because I know which one you're talking about, I'd pick the latter, just because that's my favorite Disney movie. <laughs> Moving on. Um, wow, this is gonna be really awkward when I tell you what movie it was. Oh, it's not Big Hero Six. Let's just keep going and just keep in mind that it's definitely a Disney movie. Okay. Definitely, definitely a Disney movie. Uh, Big Hero 6 was a joint for me. Okay. I, 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 that's my favorite. I'm, it's not high, but it's, it's definitely my favorite. Um, I think it needed one writer and not 20 for yeah, me. Yeah. Well, it was, sal- it was solid. It was solid. 
<laughs> um, do do we think this this movie really needed the church scene? Do you think we could have done it a different way? Do you think we could have um d- did it a different way? You know, do we actually need this scene? I mean, I understand what it does for the movie. I but do we actually need it? So what I think it does for the movie, you can tell me if you match on that, is it shows us how the what the evil plot is finally yes. or or hints How at it. It doesn't it doesn't fully, but it gives us a enough to to like put it together. Yeah, to really hook us fine. Like if we're not hooked or if we're waning because we're still waiting, it like gives us a jolt. It shows us something we've almost never seen before basically never seen before. Uh and it gives us like this, like, what the fuck is this? Pl- what is his plan? What the fuck? And it freaks us out a bit. And uh, considering that, like, every goddamn person on the planet who ever saw it was <laughs> their first one was like, uh, <laughs> that church scene. That wasn't my my first response was um <laughs> to you after I watched this movie was the butt the butt thing, but <laughs> well, you know, that's it's what it closes on. So uh near nearly closes on, but literally if we're talking about the console that uh Merlin closes. Uh yeah, I do. I do think so. But how how did it function for you? I can understand why it's there. Um but it, it, with this being a mostly English movie, it kind of paints the United States in a bad light um, that people like that actually exist. Um, uh, it's, it, it was really tough just because like if you go down in different parts of the South, you can definitely find churches like that nowadays, which is even worse. Um, but I think it, I think it, a scene like that has to be there, but I wish it wasn't us. You know, I wish we weren't the bad guys in this. Hey, I'm just happy. I I don't. <laughs> I'm just. I don't care. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like hell yeah. Every movie needs a bunch of racist assholes getting slaughtered. Love it. Yeah, but just the fact that places like that exist, and you're kind of, I wouldn't say advertising into the world, but like because everybody knows that that they do exist. It just. Uh, you know what? Considering considering that the uh, that the what is it called? Um, that you know the the byline of America is hide our faults, hide our faults, pretend it doesn't exist. I'd rather just have it out there. If if everyone in this country just like straight up admitted and didn't, you know. Us say if we tweeted out that hey, America can be pretty racist. Someone on Twitter is going to be like, "No, we're not racist." What are you a N word? (laughs) You know, it's just someone's going to fucking argue against it when it's just a everyone. Everyone's racist or sexist in some fucking way. It might be a 1% of a 1% of a 1% in you, or it might be a 100%. If you ignore, if you just stop denying that it's there, 
you're better off. That's like number one in therapy is, or, or improving or whatever. The first step is acknowledging there's a problem. I'm fine. I'd rather say we could, I'd rather get a tattoo on my forehead that says we can be racist sometimes than a tattoo that says racism was solved in the sixties. You know, <laughs> so I don't, I don't mind, especially since like, it's not like this movie was made with the intention of just shitting on America. Like they start off the movie with, uh, with Harry calling, um, Michael Caine, a snob, Arthur. It's like, you're a snob. The world is changing. We need to adapt with it. So while that's not as, uh, scathing, of an indictment against British culture, it doesn't play to me as like being anti-American or whatever. No, I'm, and, well, I'm not saying like anti-American. It just you know really paints us in a bad light. Uh, I'll and, say, and, and it, my, I mean, for for me, it would be no different than if we did it to you know if they were all like Middle Eastern, you know, and they were hooking up some you know bomb of some sort, you know, it, it would have been the same thing for me. Um, but. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it was just a step too far. I mean, I, they, they could they could have done the exact same scene, not you know, not going to an extreme. I would say that if every movie, every action movie ever for like five years did a look at this racist American church, then I'd be like, all right, <laughs> come on, let's or for eight years at least or no seven years at least the reason i'm saying seven is because after 9 11 here every bad guy was from the middle east and the the latest movie that i can think of that is iron man one you know <laughs> like oh what's the war afghanistan um and that was so fucking common that you know it's a, it got a little tiresome um or I'm sure the people in the Middle East got real tired of seeing it. And yeah, this is one. So I'm like, oh. and the fact that they literally have the back of Obama's head. So it's not even, at least in terms of American politics, it's not just, hey, pro- probably a right, right-leaning church. Uh, bad. They're all, they're like, no, also the left leaning right there, the elected official. Eh. So it seems kind of balanced, at least in the movie. And yeah, I don't, I'm not going to shed any. Hmm. I think the world has proven that they're smart enough to know that not all Americans are the same, <laughs> but that there's a lot of Americans that need to, uh, be a little more honest <laughs> and a little more humble. I am excluding us from this because we are obviously perfect. <laughs> and literally about 5% of my reviews with Holly for the Hawkeye series are, and you know, it just boils down to I'm a hero and I'm perfect. And I'm just, I'm just a gift to humanity. (laughs) (laughs) I'm satirizing the, the, uh, the generic, um, 
view of Americans that the world might have. Um, I don't know. I didn't, it didn't hit me like that, but I get, you know, I'm the reason why I say that too, but the reason I bring it up also, um, there are some parts of the world where that scene was cut out before it was released. Why? What parts uh, of the world? Um, hold on. So, so are these views that you hold or was this all to tee up this cool fun fact that I didn't know about? Um, yeah, both. Okay. Both. Um, Latin America and Indonesia. The scene was considered vital by the director and film critics, but was, was extra or yeah, existed or it was removed almost completely, leaving only the setup and the immediate consequences. Was that because of the, uh, because they murdered a, how am I putting this? I know you said Latin America. It was it because they killed a bunch of people that held a certain type of views against sodomy and the other <laughs> things that are more horrible to say. And they were like, Hey, why? Uh, it would be like, uh, you know, bringing something to China and being like, stop communism. <laughs> They'd probably be like, it's, you're going to cut that scene. With with it being Latin America, I would say maybe because it ha- all of that happened in a church, but then the Indonesia part throws me. So hmm. that doesn't, my theory doesn't hold up on that one unless it's for two different reasons. Okay. I mean, it's also the most bloody or gruesome scene. So it could have just been avoiding an NC 17 or whatever the version of that is over there. Um, to be fair, possibly, but no, I, and another reason I think it was good is because we really get to see how, um, how lethal a fully trained Kingsman agent is and, you know, going into the third act, it really, uh, the, the button of that heartbreaking, you know, cause we don't expect them to die so soon. Yeah. And then all we have left is a partially trained Kingsman agent or two. I'm, I'm including Roxy. Cause like she doesn't have field experience. So I wouldn't, even See, though she is a Kingsman well, agent, the I don't always racist. They make her do all the background stuff. They don't put her in, they don't put her in the line of fire. <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think, I think, I think you need to replace RAC with SEX. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, You've only just watched it like one and a half times. Um, if I could change two things in this movie, it one, not have the camera pan down when uh, Harry bugs Eggsy's shoulder. Yeah, so it makes it super obvious. Yeah, he, like, even even when I watched, it, I was like, okay, I was like, yeah, something what, what, do you, what, what do you do? Yeah, slide um, a hand somewhere. Have you seen Shang Chi or yes. Shang Chi? Okay, so when I finally do this video about what I would like to do to improve this movie, um, the bus sequence, when he get when the guy gets the necklace that they're going mm-hmm. for the pendant, yep. it's so perfect. Cause yeah, it's cause... right there. It happens, but it's just subtle enough just in the framing that you don't know it happened. Um, but then when you look for it, you can see everything. And then you yeah. see the guy slowly walk, kind of like walk away and not really care that, you know, he's on the wrong side of the bus, but yeah. if, if the camera hadn't panned down, but did that everything else was exactly the same, it'd be perfect. Cause we get the big exaggerated push in, you know, later yeah. to see it. That's all we need. Uh, and, and then 
And I was going to say, they also do it with a hat too from Lock and Co. But I mean, that kind of transitions out. So it's not as egregious as yeah. the thing on the shoulder, but um, they do it. They do it there too. Yeah. They did that right when they revealed what it did. So it felt more like show don't tell. In, but if they had like showed the hat and then five minutes later they showed that he was listening in, then I'd be like, oh, Jesus Christ, you're doing it again. Yeah. Why? Um, but the other thing I would change is Roxy a little bit. I, I only just recently, I think, realized why Roxy felt a little lacking in possibility. And this is what I would change to fix that. When she, the, the issue that I think this movie made, or the biggest mistake I think this movie makes is she jumps out of that plane on her own accord. Her emotional journey or her arc is, is technically getting over her fear of heights. Like that's how she progresses in a way. And when she jumps out of that plane with the par- for the parachute sequence on her own accord, that's complete, in essence. So when she goes up with the weather balloons, it's more like, well, I've seen that she can act under yeah. pressure. So yes, I get it. She's afraid of heights. This is bigger heights. But she's already succeeded. I would change it so that instead of Exy falling out before her and saying, stop fucking about, come on, and her jumping out, he says, Roxy, you have to, and he pushes her out. So then later, you're like, fuck, Exy's not going to be there to push her out. Fuck, like she still has to do this. And then at the end, have a moment before he runs back in to fight Sword Leg Lady, um, where like, she comes and lands and like shoots somebody. So she's at the compound because with her being done with that and like calling the mom and be like, all right, lock the door. You're more like, okay, so that's what Roxy's doing. She's just chilling. Yeah. Quite literally. literally. And and I think you're slightly mixing up one and two here. Um, But yeah, after that, after the balloon sequence, she's pretty much done. She's she's pretty much not on the rest of the movie. How, what the, did they the, mix up one into? The, the locking of the door. When she calls Exy's mom, locks tells her to lock the door. That's in two. No. That's the the mad dancing. Oh no no you're right it is this one isn't it yeah 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 okay yeah Roxy dies and I hope it's quote unquote dies in the second one. Um, yeah, because that that happens when. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. I think I think Valentine calls Elon Musk because he says, "E man, it's V." <laughs> can, I, can I piggyback off one of your satellites? Um, uh, Which so is funny because yeah, this movie was filmed in 2014, so hey, he was he was on the rise still. He wasn't even wasn't like he is today. Yeah, he was already. I mean, he cameoed in Iron Man too, which I think came out in 2011, probably 20. No, no, 2010, maybe. Uh, 2010 or 2011 so yeah <laughs> interestingly he fully cameos and is called elon and then his next reference is hey e-man <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so that's what i would have changed i would have had her be forced to jump out and 
push off that succession. And then com- complete, her, complete her circle later in the movie. Yeah, and then have her jump in for not a crazy amount, but you know, she's at the compound. Like, however she skydives down, she's she like angles it so she goes to the compound, parachutes in. <laughs> you know what? It, it would kind of be like in uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier at the beginning when Rumlow or Black Widow shoot someone who's about to shoot Captain America in the opening sequence. Mm-hmm. That's what I would have her do and then just have her in the background like shooting some people because Eggsy's going to finish it off. So I don't think it would have been too much of a too complicated to change that. But at the end, of, when I left that movie, I was like, huh, there's something weird about it. Yeah, I think she I think she needed a bigger I think she needs a bigger role. Yeah. Yeah. My pitch for Kingsman three is she comes back with a half burned face and she the the new group she's a part of is an underground global group of all women. I'm I'm open to a better name, but called the suffragettes. And they we find out that in some crucial way they held like the Kingsman agents would have failed with poppy if they hadn't done something extra uh and then they help uh they team up with the kingsman agents because roxy roxy could roxy shouldn't be dead it's so without getting too crazy into this Mm -hmm. isn't kingsman 3 a uh prequel yeah okay so roxy more likely isn't going to be in that movie without some kind of crazy she's not at all okay okay i'm just making sure (laughs) no no one no one from these movies uh is going to be in there uh, unfortunately, I don't know. To, uh, Michael Caine is pretty old. He might have been alive in 1846 or whatever it was. 1860 something. You cheeky bastard. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what is it? To Since you mentioned a TV show earlier, after Kingsman 2, there was a interview that got me really excited because Matthew Vaughn talked about wanting to film the prequel and Kingsman three back to back. Obviously that didn't happen. Fucking sucks. <laughs> I would have liked to have two in the bag. <laughs> if we're never going to get another one. And he wanted to make a Statesman spinoff trilogy, uh, Spaceman spinoff, but I would imagine it would turn into a trilogy of successful and an eight episode TV show. And man, whew, all that, all that left on the cutting room floor. Not even the cutting room floor, but the script floor. So why don't you think there's going to be any more after the after this next movie? Why don't you think there's going to be any follow up or anything like that? Because Disney owns them. Okay. They have Deadpool, which costs basically the same amount of money. Actually, I think less from what you told me about Deadpool, and makes double in box office. And. My my only hope that they would continue it was the fact that they kept delaying it. So I'm like, oh, they could have just kept that COVID-19 like pre-vaccine release date and let it die. Okay, yeah. okay, they care. But now, now they're releasing it December 22nd in the middle of Christmas season against all these other fucking blockbusters, Spider-Man, No, no Way Home. Uh, I mean... There's just a um, shit ton of other stuff coming out. The Matrix. It's Matrix 4. Uh, all this huge crap that it would have died against in any time, I believe. 
you know, February was really a godsend for their release date uh, for the first one, maybe the second one, because they could make $400 million in a, in a relatively dead market. Um, and fighting against all those blockbusters for Christmas eyeballs with COVID still happening. I, if the Kings and so many people, so many people I've heard who love Kingsman, I've heard them online say, I didn't even know this prequel was happening. And that's after like five different delays. So like they've had two, at least two years from the original release date to know that there was a prequel and they didn't. So all those factors, I would be shocked I would be pleasantly surprised if it made $200 million total. But if it makes anything less than $400 million, I mean, why the fuck would Disney care? He, Matthew Vaughn's already been hired for a $200 million budget spy movie called Argyle to make for Apple TV Plus that's starring Henry Cavill. It has, uh, oh, who, who's the woman who is in Jurassic World? Bryce Dallas Howard. It has all these stars and it's a spy movie. <sighs> you know, hell, even if it made $400 million and Disney was like, all right, let's make five more Kingsman movies. I would not be shocked if Matthew Vaughn was like, I'll make one to finish my trilogy because there's already a script and I'm going to go back to this franchise that gives me <laughs> But loads more money, boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually wanted to say that, but I couldn't think what the term was. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't blame him. I'd be like, yeah, I don't blame you. You don't have to worry about box office numbers. Apple TV's already greenlit two fucking sequels to Argyle. You know, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But you know, again, if. If it makes two hundred million dollars at the box office, I will be fucking shocked, and I'll I'm be ex- so happy. Well, the the worst thing is you're releasing up against Spider Man, and you're releasing up against Matrix, so you're already sandwiched in. And yeah, and in a time when people are like, you know, people can see Matrix Four at home, so maybe that changes stuff for HBO Max. But like, you know, people have most people today. I hope have to ask. Should I, am I comfortable risking my safety and the safety of others to go to a theater? Thankfully, so many people can be, you know, vaccinated, fully vaccinated. So maybe they don't even need to ask that question. But I mean, they made $400 million in the best of conditions. What are you going to do in the worst? I'm renting out a theater just so I don't have to ask myself that. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was perfect. The cat, the cat got in front of the camera so quickly. I thought you blacked out your screen so you could move the cat. <laughs> I had a wad of paper that was batting around back here. And I was like, oh, "Come on, <laughs> <laughs> it's not good." Um. So yeah, that's why. So, so what movie did this get pinned up against when um, Secret the, Service came out? The Disney classic. Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. I, th- I thought I, it, it was, was uh, Valentine's Day weekend. 
I remember because I rented out a whole row of theater uh, seats for me and friends, and I brought us to uh, headquarters Beercade, one location here. I rented a tux. I bought a, a, a top hat and a f- cheap cane and <laughs> for Kingsman. And I had my labret pierced, so I got this uh, die, like a dice, like two dice, one die on the end of a piercing thing, and I had to gauge it to because my piercing was kind of new and it the bar was so thick. <laughs> I had to gauge it. And then we went to we saw this movie and then we went to the second oh actually went to Pequods before, went to the movie, went to the second beer cage, and I got so drunk that I just like left my top hat and cane behind. I was like, it's yours. I gave it to a friend <laughs> and it was great. I Ubered because I knew I'd be getting sloshy. <laughs> so, so we're both right. Okay. Big Hero 6 came out. Th- Why the fuck would Big Hero 6 come out? Well, Valentine's because, Day weekend. well, hold on. This came oh. out in Sweden, UK, and Ireland on January 30th, ah, okay. which, which debuted second place behind Big Hero 6. Gotcha. Boom. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I was like, this is so funny. It's going up against the Southern movie because I would never see this movie in my fucking life. And uh, I plan never to unless it's for content. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a movie. <laughs> it qualifies as a movie. Maybe not to Christopher Nolan, who says that no movies have post-credit scenes, you know? But uh, <laughs> just to call back to my Christopher Nolan's a little too egotistical just a bit um so we talked about um you you pretty much know exactly how much this movie made yeah um made 414 million uh back then to today's money no i'm just kidding i'm not gonna do that um do you remember the budget on this it was around 100 million uh 81 to 94 million yeah so pretty much right on the money yeah so i mean it 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 quoted its money i mean made four times its money so i mean yeah so if they doubled if the by normal hollywood standard if they spent a hundred million dollars advertising it they made twice as much in profit which isn't bad i mean it did have a lot of stars in it which probably helps yeah um i mean especially a lot of famous like michael kane samuel jackson um so I mean, it's got a lot of a lot of talent. So I'm surprised. It's, I'm surprised it only did that well. I'm surprised it didn't do didn't do better. Because you say Samuel L. Jackson, a lot of people, you know, already have a a mental image pr- produced. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll add one more reason why I think it's going to die on the vine, which just occurred to me since you mentioned the other movies. There are so many fucking times where I am on youtube and i just keep hitting the skip button saying fuck you fuck you fuck 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 you for the matrix resurrections or spider-man no way home because i'm trying my desperately my (laughs) trying my desperateliest to avoid anything from those movies and i don't remember one time where i had to skip a, a kingsman ad which is funny because i get i get the opposite i've not seen i've seen the matrix one but I've not seen the Star or the Star Wars, uh, the Spider-Man one. Um, but I have seen this advertised both before movies, um, both before um, No Time to Die and uh, Eternals. 
And then I saw it on, as a YouTube ad also. So I have seen this movie being advertised. I did turn off personalized ads on my YouTube account. So it could just be, you know, that they're actually targeting people, which gives me hope. Yeah, I've uh, seen Using it. targeted advertising. I mean, No Time to Die makes 1000% sense. Yeah. Eternals, it's all owned by Disney now. So I guess, um, although it's still <laughs> kind of feels <laughs> a little weird. Um, and, you know, with personalized ads, Google knows that you love Bond. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, it doesn't. No, it huh? doesn't. I said, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't know how much you love Bond. But, uh, you know, if, if someone in the marketing department was like, okay, $50 million of our $100 million budget for advertising is literally going on YouTube and targeting Bond fans, then it's a mistake. <laughs> They've made a huge mistake. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, I would say this, it's a really, really fun movie to watch. I would say um, I'm not getting a tattoo anytime soon, but I would say out anytime of the movie, soon. So, so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, one movie four comes out. How's that? Um, Fuck you. Uh, by the way, I referenced, I just referenced a movie I've never seen. Dumb and Dumber. I've seen Dumb movie. and Dumber 2 in the theater, though. What? How do you, how do you see that one? Not the first one. Get out of here. Uh, a friend at the time bought tickets for a bunch of us, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll go." So the beginning of the movie was probably like, "This makes no sense." When he when he pretend when he pretends to be was it deaf or something or I have no or, idea or uh, in a wheelchair and just doesn't doesn't speak or hear. Yeah, I don't remember anything about it except the cat butthole part, <laughs> and that everyone who had seen the first one was like. The first one's much better. <laughs> the first one's pretty good. The second one's not bad, but the first one's way better. Mm-hmm. Um, and by second one, you mean Dumb and Dumb Er Er, right? Er Er. Yeah, that's the second one. Yeah, but I would say out of the movies that you and I have done, this is probably my the my favorite so far. Out of hey! the ones we, out of the ones we've done. So you like it better than Blade Runner twenty forty nine? Too late, you can't take it back. Go back. Yep. No, take six. No, I I would say it's better than. <gasps> Seriously? Yeah. Yes. I mean, you added Molly, so I'll never be sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, um, so happy. I I will eventually see number three. Eventually, I don't know if I'll go see it in theaters or not, but I'll eventually see it. Yeah, I have to decide if I'm going to a drive-in theater before January 10th to 12th for opening night because me, I'm like. I'm I'm not renting out a theater in the middle of December. None of my friends will be. I I would be shocked if any friends are like, yeah, December twenty second. Yeah, sounds totally cool. I got yep. no other plans. Yep, no family obligations that day. We're yeah. good. Yeah, so I'm I'm doing it for them, but I don't know if I can. I mean, what do I have to do? Not Google Kingsman spoilers to avoid spoilers. This isn't a Marvel I'm, movie. What I'm gonna do? Let's see how many days is that between the 22nd and the 10th through 12th. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck every every day. Go one sentence. Go fuck yourself. I have enough reviews in the bag that I can block you until then. <laughs> You're out of here. 
Um, but yeah, I would say this is out of the movies we've seen so far, including The Harder They Fall, which I really liked. Um, I would say this is probably the best one. Nice. Wait, so. even though wait, did you say besides Harder They Fall or no, more? even 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 with Harder the Harder They Fall? Yes, yes. I feel like a king. <laughs> <Some man. laughs> I'm gonna go buy a suit. Who would have known? The way to to Brad's heart is take my fucked up love uh, uh, flavor of movie that I love and just add spy. Yeah, <laughs> and then cram it down everybody's throat. Yeah, I could just have sent you like, hey, look up tag. I don't know why there's a typo, but it's called spy tag <laughs> <laughs> and spy sp- spy stretch. Wow, that's spy a- stretch. Yeah. <laughs> He was, he was an undercover agent, kind of, for a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, when he's talking to a very specific person who broke his heart. No spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> no spoilers. That review is out on iTunes. Go ahead and check it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, that makes me so happy. I'm, I'm even more scared for the second one. All right. Just to ease my mind, do you agree with everybody that the second one is is like no thanks and it's disappointing and well brian guess you're just gonna have to wait for next week (laughs) um there was something else i wanted to say oh i should have teased this earlier but this is how i saw kingsman the secret service and kingsman the golden circle both times the pattern the pattern's a little different for the second one but for the first one so i knew i was gonna see it opening night i've seen kick-ass that's another tattoo i'd like to get one day that movie made me cry i was like baby i'm being there day one um and then i found out that there had been like advanced screenings just publicized on twitter that i didn't know about for long enough that the two closest spots were i don't know where they were but it was 14 hours east of chicago and 14 hours west of chicago and i dm'd or not dm'd i texted the soon-to-be former co-host of bond minute bond christian i was like so Christian, do you do you, you want to uh, drive to, let's just say Charlottesville. I don't know where that is on the map, but you want to drive to Charlottesville to see uh, Kingsman 1? Because I got advanced screening tickets. He's like, we're not driving to Charlottesville <laughs> to see it. I'm like, okay. So I went to um, Office Max, where they knew me well from having to print out stuff because I'm not buying a fucking $300 printer if I need to print out one thing every four months. And the guy was a G. He helped me Photoshop the passes I had and find a font close to the address and put in the AMC River East address so that I could no, it wasn't AMC River East the first time, a different place, so that I could tr- pr- try to see it early with a fake 
advanced screening ticket. And I was in line. They didn't scan it. The only the only thing that could have screwed me was there's a barcode on there or like a, a QR code for them to scan it. They didn't scan any of that. And I got it. And I swear to you, everyone was there who was there was just like, hey, I'm seeing a free movie. And I'm smack dab in the middle of last row. And I'm like, let's fucking go. This is going to be the best movie ever. <laughs> you guys don't even know how good this movie is going to be. And uh, saw it. I felt vindicated in my assumption. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to see it first day as well with my, you know, that group of friends who I'm bringing on the beercade tour and Pequods and pizza and all that shit. And then I found out about another advanced screening <laughs> that I didn't, that I also hadn't successfully gotten a ticket to. So I did the same thing again, except this time they were scanning QR codes. Thankfully, whoever was the guy in front of me, he was from like a group of people. They were scattered throughout the line. They didn't come as a group, but they were like, I don't know. They went to some community center or something where everyone could get advanced screening tickets. And he was just saying like, hey, if this one woman uh, comes, uh, I just I just I just don't like her. Um, If she comes, just I'm just going to say you're my guest. So I don't have to sit next to her. Please, Just like, (laughs) is that fine? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people had already been being let in a little bit so i knew i was fucked if they were like uh this is kansas two weeks ago or whatever uh i was like oh yeah here here's my so you know them but i'm you just scan so she doesn't see us both scan separate tickets and then you know you've got a headache on your head so so i lucked the fuck out and he used his two passes that he had to let me in and as soon as we got into the theater he was like See ya. <laughs> he went up the front and I went as far back as I could. And uh, that's my story of how I snuck in. Uh, and then this, the Kingsman, the Golden Circle was similar, but I actually got the tickets and I got two advanced screenings, one with my girlfriend at the time and one with another person. Um, Your other girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um but that one, like, I was so fucking excited, and my girlfriend at the time knew it that I was like, "Okay, uh, just are you okay? Like, I I just do not want to risk it. Would you mind taking my card and like buying a scotch and like whatever you want to drink? I just I don't I don't even want to get up <laughs> to like risk losing like the first sixty seconds or whatever." And she was gracious enough at the time uh, to do so. I think she missed like 60 seconds or something. Um, but yeah, this will be, this will 1000% be the first time I don't see the a Kingsman movie two times in advanced screenings before the movie comes out. Obviously. But uh, yeah, that was, that. that's how much I was in it to win it. So how'd you find out about the series? Was it just something you ran it lucked into or ran into or? Uh, no, I found out about it just because I I was following like Mark Miller, the comic book creator, and Matthew Vaughn, 
at the time after Kick-Ass because like Kick-Ass, I cried in the theater. That was... Yeah, like something like Kick-Ass, I, w- I would understand because, I mean, that was highly budgeted for marketing and stuff like that. And so then I can understand, but like this kind of without, I would have never known about this without you. So that's why I was wondering like how you ran into this. That kind of makes me happy and breaks my heart. Yeah, I can <laughs> understand that. I mean, to call back to all the like already gung-ho Kingsman fans that don't know that the prequel's coming out. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's it. That was it. I was following uh, you know, Matthew Vaughn. I'm I'm gonna watch anything Matthew Vaughn makes until like unless it turns out that he's actually like some fucking Kevin Spacey kind of guy. Then I then I'll just never mention it. <laughs> that I'm, that <laughs> I'm watching the movie. This will, no. this part of this episode will get secretly cut out in the middle of the night. No, 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 no. If he gets me too or some shit like that, I don't know. I might go on eBay and buy a digital copy code to whatever movie he made, but I'm gonna be like, fuck this direct. Kind of like how I can watch the first X Men movie, even though it's Bly and Blinger. Um, fuck that guy, but the movie's fine. You know, I enjoy the movie. So, but no, if if nothing like that ever happens, I'm gonna be watching Matthew Vaughn movies till I die, or he does. <laughs> all, all, all six or seven of them. I mean, I could probably let me see. Do you have his IMDb up in front of you? I, I do. Let me see if I can get everything that he's directed. Directed. I know okay. He, he produced a lot before that. Layer Cake, Stardust, X Men. I'm not going to do it in order. Uh, X Men First Class, Kick Ass, uh, Kingsman, all three Kingsman movies, uh, Argyle's Coming. I feel like there's something that I'm missing, though, in between Stardust and Kick Ass. Did I get everything? You did get everything, yes. Sweet. Uh, Stardust was in between Layer Cake and Kick-Ass. Stardust was the first movie of his that I ever saw, and that was from uh, someone who I was intimate with in college. Thank you for introducing me to it. But, uh, yeah, no, you're, I... You're, you're welcome. I mean, I didn't know that it was going to be like that, but yeah. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, interestingly, that didn't hook me onto his career. It was... I got back into it because of Wanted which was the another of the the Mark Miller that comic book creator he made wanted oh okay and i i found or i followed wanted because of a director Tamir Bakembakov who produced searching actually but he did these two russian films i believe called night watch and day watch and uh, if anyone remembers what a blockbuster is before they died they had this thing where you could $30 a month you could rent out two movies and you could you could take the two movies go home watch them bring the two movies back go home watch those bring those two movies back and one day go home watch those and I did hmm. a lot yeah. <laughs> so I found Nightwatch thanks to that I think I also watched Layer Cake because of that maybe but uh, or I could have bought it later and to bring it back to Bond, Layer Cake's the reason that uh, Daniel Craig got the audition. Boom. Yeah. Best movie ever. <laughs> uh, Layer Cake's actually his 
least it, it sati- won- least satisfying movie of the bunch. It won a bunch of awards. I, I know it by name, but I don't I have not seen the movie, but I know it won a bunch of awards too. That's his first movie. I should revisit it that he directed. But uh that movie feels like it's missing like five or ten pages of script at the end. Like it it as far as I can remember, I've only seen it once. It felt like it wrapped up way too quickly. Um but yeah. If I, if I was ranking his movies by quality, no, I'm not going to do quality because I've already said I enjoy Kingsman 2, even though it's a messier movie than Kingsman 1. In terms of rewatchability, uh, I would say Kingsman 2, Kick-Ass, Stardust, Kingsman 1, X-Men First Class, Player Kid. Hmm. Okay. Kick-Ass doesn't have a training montage or at least a much shorter one. So, <laughs> And if you haven't, have you seen Stardust? I have not. Ooh! Have you already seen the cast? Um, I know that Mark Strong is in it. All right. Don't look at just what I'm, I think it's on my movies anywhere. You should watch it. I don't look up any other cast members. I was going to tell you something that would make you watch it 10 minutes from now but I'm going to leave it because when you see it, you're going to be like, what? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm because part of his uh, Wikipedia page here, because you were, we're talking about this. He really likes using the same actors over and over again throughout Mm -hmm. his, his his series. There's a lot of actors out of his, what is it? Seven movies, eight movies that he's used three, four times. Yeah. There's a guy in, uh, who is, I believe in Layer Cake. He definitely had to be in Layer Cake. He was in Stardust. He was in Kick-Ass. When Hit Girl puts the gun in that one bell guy's mouth and like shoots it out in the entranceway when she's in her schoolgirl outfit. Um, Or he's the guy who plays Azazel in X-Men First. Oh, you haven't seen that. Yeah, that would probably so based off of the four movies that you listed, that'd be Jason Fleming. Yes. Uh, so he, I know that he was in all of those movies because uh, Matthew Vaughn joked that he was filming Kick Ass and he almost forgot to put him in the movie. Or he had been in every other movie. He's like, shit, I need to have him in the movie. So he put him there. And then when he did X Men First Class, he was like, okay, this makeup is atrocious. You're, he's basically Nightcrawler, but red. Uh, so like <laughs> doing the Drax the Destroyer thing, but I mean without the chest. Um, and he's like, "This is miserable," but you're gonna have a bigger role in the sequel. And then X Men Days of Future ha- happened, and he didn't show up. He was pronounced dead off screen. <laughs> okay. And he hasn't been in another Matthew Vaughn film since. He has not. So, but so he hasn't been shoved into the Kingsman series, basically. Yeah, but like, I don't. I mean the the audio commentary seemed pretty serious about his uh, his uh, superstition about not having him in one of his films, and then he didn't show up after a miserable makeup experience that did not pay off to a bigger role in the sequel. So I don't know if uh, that messiness burned a bridge and that would make me sad if it did. 
Yeah. I mean, he also likes using Mark Strong, it looks like, because mm-hmm. he was in four of the movies. Um, Dexter Fletcher's been in three. Uh, let's see. Corey Johnson's been in three. Uh, he, he definitely likes using the same crew that he works with, too. So I would recommend his uh, his audio commentary for Kick-Ass. Here's why. I think I think it's great. 30, 30 seconds. I think it's great and regardless, but he also just came back from like some event and he is sloshed. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's really funny because when you're watching the movie, if you remember spoilers, but there's a sequence where they torture a guy by putting it in like some wood microwave and the guy accidentally blows up. And there's a shot beforehand while they're looking in. And like one actor comes in from the side and like takes over the screen, and then another actor leans in and he's jokes. He's like, "Yeah, that's uh, I don't know what their names are. Gary and Larry. Yep, Gary and Larry. Uh, really hogging the spotlight." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, another fun fact. So in Kickass, when Big Daddy is invading a uh, space. He's like going around and like kicking ass and stabbing people and throwing a grenade and shit. Um, that was all originally one shot. And it ended up being chopped up in the movie. Same thing happened with uh, the church sequence. Um, it was all planned on one singular shot, but Eddie Hamilton who I have two tattoos of movies that he's edited, technically three movies, uh, Mission, three tattoos, Mission Possible Fallout. He edited that movie and he edited the Kingsman movies and Kick-Ass. And he was on set actually but, for but he's But he's not going to be doing the King's Man. Yeah. Yeah. Another, another reason why I'm worried. It would just be disappointing if I didn't love the last one, you know? or it'd be the reason why it died anyway (laughs) well i don't know what would be more distressing if it was bad and it died and i'm like well yeah it was pretty bad or if it was great and it died i was like i'd be i'd be it it would be to me like firefly i was so i'd rather have it be bad and die than be good and die I would rather it be good because I'm already only because I'm already convinced it's going to die anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I mean, it, it would be like if I'm, if I'm being kicked out of a party and like my, my girlfriend, uh, uh, Ta- Tatiana Maslot, she's awesome. Is like there. And I'm like, well, at least I've got Tatiana to, you know, she's, She's here. I acted a fool. She'll tell me I acted a fool, but she'll also be there. To help. And then she just takes a, a dog shit, like rubs it on my face. And I'm like, well, she told me I was acting a fool. And now I have dog shit on my face. So, you know, both are a bad situation, but one has a cushion at the bottom of the, the cliff that I'm falling off of emotionally. And that was the vaguest reference to Ted Lasso that I could have made. Um. Yep, Beard and Jane. Beard and Jane. A- according to Google search, I appreciate you could be the, re- <laughs> the most 
we can, I'm not going to explain that. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> I got your joke. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I want it to be good. It doesn't have Eddie I mean, Hamilton and it doesn't have Jane Goldman. I, I mean, I want it to be good, but I mean, I just, I mean, I, if some, if something's going to die like that or if something's going to like peter off in the distance, I'd rather just have it be bad and be like, yeah, well, it, it, it fell off at the end and then that's why it died. Not, well, they made a really good movie and then they just stopped making them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's like Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet was killed, like intentionally. There's a great movie called Disney's Biggest Mistake. Treasure Planet. It was like, it was they made sure that it was going to bomb at the box office. But the movie is amazing. Same with Blade Runner. Well, they didn't kill Blade Runner, but like Blade Runner 2049 is a gorgeous, beautiful, stunning movie. And not going to lie, when I left the theater and I was the only one in the theater, I'm like, you know what? I'm glad this is bombing because this director would not have come back for more. And if it made Buku Bucks, they would have made a shitty sequel. (laughs) So, you know, I'd rather I'd rather go out like Willie Nelson on a high. (laughs) Yeah, I, I ended that with another Ted Lasso reference. Willie Nelson's still alive. <laughs> are, are you serious? Yes. He said Willie Nelson, though, right? In uh, Ted Lasso? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Okay. I just but, assumed he was dead. <laughs> uh, no, he's what still is, alive. What does that reference mean then? I th- what? I thought he. I thought who, Willie Nelson like died of a drug overdose based on. <laughs> based on that dialogue no still alive what the fuck does that reference mean then <laughs> i'm so confused ah okay <laughs> i don't i i you put a gun to my head right now i couldn't tell you who willie nelson is i would guess musician <laughs> yes he is a musician okay you know musicians and drugs just seem like a safe combo yeah fair enough <laughs> not for the musicians <laughs> <laughs> but uh whatever i made a reference uh but yeah i don't i just yeah it would you know that girlfriend that i mentioned at the kingsman 2 mm-hmm. who went and got the scotch and she was nice enough to let me like geek out and you know I'm pretty sure she cheated on me later. So <laughs> during the movie. <laughs> no, no. I'm pretty sure she cheated on me. I would have preferred to have a fine memory of her and be like, it didn't work out. The fact that I'm pretty sure she cheated on me, it puts it makes the it spoils it. Like literally when I was telling that story, I was like should I mention that she almost she eh, fuck it. I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna bring the mood down. You know? So that's my best analogy for it. I'd rather she had likely not cheated on me or you know? Yeah. And I'd rather go out with a smile and a tear. You know, if I if I rent out this fucking theater and I have like ten friends around and it's shit. And I go out, I'm like, sorry, guys, that was a piece of shit. 
<sighs> yeah, I mean, I can, I, I can see if if I was spending <laughs> my hard-earned money, then I'd want it to be good. Yeah, I loved her, and I love this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Keep my heart intact for one of those two. <laughs> uh, to be clear, I broke up with her though. <laughs> and i won all right good <laughs> before i knew she almost she probably cheated on me um but yeah i'm getting all melancholy yeah we're, well, we're finally here we're nine days away from release so realistically eight days away from it being in theaters if we do the thursday night thing I, I I did all those Kingsman two minutes with the sliver of a hope that it would catch on and and literally literally just spread awareness that the movie was coming because I was afraid it was gonna die uh, on the vine and uh, obviously that didn't happen. I I met some cool people, you know McCoy Klutz who I mentioned earlier. Uh, it started all these these minute podcasts uh wouldn't have met ryan or jason or you or might not have met holly doing these podcasts so you know something came out of it there's a legacy much like argyle will be the spiritual successor to kingsman (laughs) all these other podcasts are the spiritual successor to um the kingsman minutes i don't even think i would have started movies or dope without it well maybe i think i had already done that but uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't have seen this movie without without you constantly shoving it down my throats. Um, <laughs> I I guess I don't want to. I don't want to. I was gonna try to play off that. Nope, it just seems nope. like no. No, I I just I mean it was something you talked about with a lot of passion, so I figured I would at least have take a look at it. Do you like this movie more than Blind Spotting? Because <laughs> your reaction to Blind Spotting seemed, I mean, obviously we didn't talk about it for an hour or whatever, but it seems it seemed a little more muted than your reaction to this. I've only seen it once, so I'd want to watch. I'd want to sit down again just to make it more a little bit more fresh. But I would probably say this movie. That's I think, fair. The, I, think, that... I think I think I think blind spotting was probably a better movie in this terms of quality and the terms of you know trying to trying to make a bad thing good, um, trying to turn turn something that's negative into a positive, or trying to right a wrong um, than this movie, which is just funner to watch. Um, Dude, but wanna... go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, finish your thing. Oh, I was gonna say. Uh, other than that, I'd probably, if I was gonna sit down and watch a movie, I'd probably pick this one. Yeah, I totally understand that. The amount of times I've seen GI Joe: Rise of Cobra is obscene. <laughs> <laughs> well, good because now you can sit down and watch Snake Eyes. <laughs> I got dragged for this. Like the Mummy, the Mummy Returns, and GI Joe: Rise of Cobra have this special. S- type of stupid sauce mixed into them that just makes them fun it's it's what the rock constantly strives to capture and almost 
consi- almost 1000 100% of the time misses. <laughs> what he needs to do is just hire that director Steven Sommers and also tell Steven Sommers to stay the fuck away from classic novels like Odd Thomas cuz he shit it out. <laughs> Or you just need to get Brandon Fraser and call it a day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hey, if you, uh, what's that Don Cheadle movie that was recently out? It came out on HBO Max with Benicio del Toro. Have you seen what, uh, you know, Brandon Fraser's health recently? Uh, yes. Yeah. He is. Um, he's rather large. I, I thought in that movie that he was in with Don Cheadle and Benicio del Toro that that was prosthetics. Um, it was no. Yeah, well, that's because that's because when you think of Brandon Fraser, you think of the Mummy shirtless. You think of George of the Jungle shirtless. Yeah. Um, you think of like six pack abs. You don't think of somebody who's going through some stuff. Going through some stuff, yes. And um, I still think Dwayne Johnson would be too insecure to bring him on since he's literally trying to copy that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should just hire him on the low. How do you get? How did you do this? Look, can you just write my jokes? <laughs> Please. Um, yeah. I don't know. That yeah. got me really mental, melancholy. Uh, yeah. Anything else you'd like to talk about in this movie? No. I, I, I Like I said, I think overall it's it's a fun movie. It's it's definitely something that's super underrated. Um, something that this podcast, I think, you know, could the movies like this i think the podcast needs to promote um where it was super it's it is super underrated and that's kind of what we're doing with some of these movies that kind of flew under the radar and should have gotten more attention i think this is a great example of one that you know definitely should have got more attention i don't think it's going to be like a blockbuster um mcu type of movie but at least i think it should have it probably deserved at least 600 million to 800 million versus the 400 million that it got oh that sounds nice i for the record i'm 1000 percent buying 10 blue uh best buy steelbooks the second they're open for pre-order i don't give a fuck i want the king's man i wish i had had the suicide squad one of them but i i'm just buying seen amount of them i wish I wish the movies could keep going because every time or nearly every time they came out, uh, they did stuff like these bottles that I have behind me, but they also paired with uh, Mr. Porter. Uh, are you familiar with what Mr. Porter is? No. It, it's, it, it's an obscenely expensive. Okay. When Keely and uh, Nate the Great go suit shopping and she says, this is for rich twats who spend however much money for one to wear for one night uh that's what mr porter is and they oh, pair nice. they pair they like paired up with kingsman so like for the second movie they sold an orange jet like an official one they have these like the 100 300 70 page notebooks <laughs> you know like the prices are are Ridiculous. yeah horrifying I wished they had kept going so that I might increase my income enough to afford one of those one day. <laughs> you know, I am not buying a fucking orange jacket that I'm getting a coffee stain on in a day. 
I'm never, if I bought a $2,000 orange jacket, I would never fucking take it out of the wrapping. It would be so stupid. Um, however, I would buy like one of those $100 notebooks and just be like, manner, like slapping the notebook. Manners do make it, man. <laughs> um, uh, what? Oh, oh, there was one thing I wanted to say. Uh, <laughs> When they were lowering down into the uh, bunker or whatever, and, for the first for the first time, yeah, and the background was the CGI for the brick walls was so shit. Like, did you see how bad that CGI was? Mm-mm. No, no, I, I guess I didn't pay attention to it that much. Okay, well, go back. I, like, I just noticed. I just noticed how bad the CGI was on the on Gazelle's legs. <laughs> oh yeah it's i mean there's a couple scenes where she's walking it's just horrible (laughs) her Uh, action scenes her action scenes are great but like there's a couple of more she's like walking i think when she's bringing the food um the mcdowns if you look at her legs it's like terrible (laughs) oh okay i'll look at that again because i've never noticed that anyway when you go to them lowering down the green screen the it's it's bad it looks garbage it looks as bad as a lot of those uh cgi backgrounds on red notice and i just wanted to point that out because when i saw all the exploding heads for the first time i was like (laughs) oh that's where the cgi budget went okay makes totally sense like i would have roasted that the lowering sequence if i wasn't like no this is low okay yeah put it towards the heads don't make the heads look like (laughs) shit um have you ever seen the wachowski sisters uh speed racer Uh, i don't believe i have okay one we'll we'll do speed racer one day because that's another movie that i think was underrated but uh once you watch that and then come back to kingsman the secret service the head exploding just feels like it would fit perfectly in the speed racer movie because that movie is like they took the speed racer cartoon and then uh just masturbated candy everywhere (laughs) (laughs) like in every goddamn fucking corner of every goddamn frame just candy just just jizzing everywhere um so yeah (laughs) I mean, it'll it, it's everything, so you you won't be able to be like that seemed out of place, but the head exploding scene will seem so tame in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Any any closing thoughts about this? Nope. I go where you go. <laughs> What's that reference? A Kingsman. Which part? Um, um it, might, it might be two. Hold on, I'm trying to pull it out here. That's okay. Uh, give me, give me some details. I, I might be able to. I'm looking at the notebooks right now. The notebooks? Yeah. What notebooks, Mister Porter? No- notebooks? Yeah, that are sixty dollars a piece. Oh, sixty dollars. Um, That's a such a steal. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely don't know what you're talking about, though. Uh, I, everything I've been saying, again, I haven't seen it for at least four months, but uh, I go where you go. I don't know what that is. Let's see. Oh, it's the bar fight. 
it's the, at the end of the bar fight. Um, yeah. In the first movie, I go where you go. Because I know if I remember correctly, it comes in and he says, uh, he says, hey, mom, I got a new job. And it comes with a lot of perks, including a house. Gets his thing and he says, sit down. And uh, the asshole stepdad kind of thing. And she says, Exy, just go, just go. And he's like, okay. And he turns around towards the door and one of the people says uh no no i almost mixed it up i was gonna say the rent boy thing um yeah because i was in the bar scene too yeah and then uh the stepfather like insults harry or something like that and then he says manners maketh man let me teach you what that means or show you what that means or something and he hits him and falls down and the the boys who got their ass handed but to them by Harry get a little nervous since he it goes back to Exy. Oh, mom looks a little shocked. Goes back to Exy and uh, he says, We're gonna stand around all day? We're gonna fight. And then it ends. And by the way, by my tone of voice, anyone I wouldn't have blamed anyone to think that I was reading it or watching it, uh, you know, muted and summarizing it. That was all from memory. It was. I can I can verify. I was literally just playing with my uh, headphone cord as I usually do. <laughs> yeah, I cannot find where that. I'm looking at one of the notebooks and it says that, but I cannot find where the, where that is in the movie. I go where you. Oh, oh, that's one of the note. Okay, okay. It's a. Uh, that's why. Okay, that's why you mentioned the things. I go where you go. Mm, I mean, is that? Where is it? I yeah, I, yeah, that's what I was, I was trying to figure it out. My Google skills aren't Googling fast enough. Can you link it to me? Because I'm on the Mr. Porter store and I'm not seeing uh, anything. I, I control F for the notebooks and I'm not seeing the notebooks on this page. It might be the next page. I go where you go. That's gotta. That's gotta be what's his exit, uh, Harry, right? I mean, I can't think of anywhere anybody else would be. No, he doesn't. He, he doesn't say that to him. I'm getting excited by this pink tracksuit that's on here. Cashmere blend jersey sweatshirt. Like, what does that mean? I've never seen it in a Kingsman movie, <laughs> and it definitely is not in the '60s. This is cool. Why do they have so much new stuff? They're getting ready for the new movie. Don't tease me. Ooh, with a signet ring. Unfortunately, it's four hundred and sixty fucking dollars. I would literally never take that off. Well, oh, there's two signet rings, sons of bitches. Anyway, uh, I go where you go. Yeah, I don't. I mean, give me an excuse to watch it. I'm not going to be angry again. <laughs> watch it again. I'm not going to be angry. But um, all right, I found the notebooks. And I I linked it. it. Oh, <laughs> all right. 
I mean, I could totally see Giselle saying that to Valentine. I go where you go. That might be the king's man, honestly. Maybe. Because, because you know, they already made the king's man bottles that I have in the background. Uh, and that was planned. So I'm pretty sure that's the king's man. Do you want to hear my uh, my prediction that I've had for the king's man, which might spoil an important beat in the movie? Or would you like to go in blind? Blind. Okay. All right. All I'll say without any possible spoilers is that in the special features of the first movie, he talks about the history of the Kingsman and his headcanon of how, of why they took their massive fortunes and created Kingsman. And the, uh, the two main people in the Kingsman are Ray Fiennes and the kid from the, the dark materials. I don't know. Um, and it's father and son. So if you go and watch the special features and find that part, you can do some mental math and DM me to confirm if that's my theory, but I won't say it now just so you don't get it. Actually, uh, we're about to sign off. Am I correct in assuming that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So can you mute your headphones? I'm just going to say it here so people don't have to go doing this whole search. Give me a thumbs up when you're muted. Okay. My theory. So this is possible spoilers for the Kings, man. Don't listen if you don't want it. We're almost done. Have a good night. Thank you so much. Come back for Kingsman 2 if you want. But uh, I'm covering my mouth so he can't see it. In the special features, uh, Matthew Vaughn talks about how back in like World War I, World War II, there were all these dignitaries with huge uh, estates. And their sons went off to war. And they died at war. So these rich people had all this money and nothing to do with it and they were mad that their government sent all their sons to war to die so they create the kingsman so my prediction is that rafe along the course of the kingsman maybe even pretty early uh but no i don't think early uh rafe finds his son will die during the movie all right all good all good i i was like if people can't naturally figure out that the king's man is coming without without me doing like 135 minutes you know uh i i'm not gonna make them go searching hours of special features to maybe be able to guess the right thing so it felt weird yeah but, but uh yeah uh tell your wife to stop listening if she listens you've you've mentioned she sometimes <laughs> listens to these episodes Tell your wife to skip like two minutes or, or go show her the video so she can mute it <laughs> until yeah. I go like, ah, um, cause I don't want to ruin it for her either. Uh, if I'm right, which we've already established on this in the Hawkeye that I'm always right. <laughs> oh man. Getting deep in here. Wow. Deep. This is the, probably the only time I'll make that joke. all right anyway that's it uh am i correct in assuming we're going to come back for kingsman 2 next week yeah yeah i think we can cool uh and 
Have a great freaking week, everybody. Please see the Kingsman safely or wait for it on Blu-ray and just if you want. Buy, buy 10 copies. I mean, if you want it to continue as badly as I do, go do it. Just, uh, you know. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Kevin Smith's career lived off DVD sales for a long time. <laughs> but I mean, Look at where he's at. Look at him now, huh? Look at us. <laughs> I don't know if that reference to Paul Rudd on Hot yes. Ones is an yes, insult or a compliment. By the way, I stopped watching Tom Holland's uh, interview on Hot Ones like two minutes in because they immediately mentioned one of the people who it would be a spoiler to mention is in the movie. So I'm like, no, no. But the reason I'm mentioning that is because apparently he recreated Paul Rudd's look at us. Like like he referenced (laughs) it on Hot Ones. Well, that's because he's a huge Hot Ones fan. So yeah. Uh, So as soon as I see Spider-Man No Way Home, I'm immediately watching Hot Ones (laughs) with him on it. Uh, But yeah, other than that. I, I am going to predict that you're going to be... I was watching a Ludwig video over under. I'm going to predict that your rating will be lower than this one. Not even equal. Not even higher. But you keep it secret. I'm just putting my rate, my guess out there. And uh, Brad, where's your what's your Instagram? It is at BradF912. And what podcast will you be the new co-host of in the new year? Uh, the Bond minute bond podcast so if you want to listen to him uh go over to anchor.fm forward slash bond minute bond and you can find the podcast platform of your choice he is starting he he did the no time to die review but he is starting the minutes uh with from russia with love Ooh, you got it right i'm proud of you (laughs) i almost said from paris to love (laughs) paris with love um but yeah, keep keep watching underappreciated movies. Tell tell us on the socials uh, your favorite underrated movies next year. Uh, Brad showing me how to do it, but I'm we're gonna introduce a uh, marbles game at the end of reviews where we have like fifty two to a hundred movies, and the next movie that we watch, unless we're doing it for SEL purposes. Um, will be decided by the marbles. So if you want to put like a one or many of your own uh, underrated favorite movies, we'll throw it in there, uh, and it'll it'll be an exciting marble race. This, you'll it be doesn't. Able, and you'll sorry. be able to watch watch the race and know that we didn't rig it. Yeah, it does. It does. It doesn't sound exciting, but if you look up Ludwig marbles, uh. You'll see how it can, and I'm planning on adding like one uh, bad marble. Well, no, I'm planning on adding like five really shitty movies that I hate that I never want to watch again, but also like a random marble, like shave my head (laughs) (laughs) so that if we get that, we have to run, we have to choose the second option as our movie, but by that next episode, I'll have had to have shaved my head. So if you want to suggest some garbage things that are nothing like eating a raw egg, which Ludwig did three different times on those 
uh, charity Marvel streams. Fuck that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, then, you know, movies are dope. Instagram. But uh, bye. There's, <laughs> there's no sign off, right? Nope, no. But oh, oh, this movie may have been mushroomy mushroom. Mushroom. Yep. Whatever I said. <laughs> and what was our new sign off? And then you say your rating? Uh, mushrooms. With Molly. With Molly. But no matter what, this movie is I'm dope. Because movies are dope. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.